Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we thank you, O oh God. We bless your name, O oh God. The Bible calls you Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you that every time we call upon you, O oh God, you make yourself available. The Bible said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Lord, thank you for honoring us with your presence. Thank you, Jesus, O oh God. Ancient of days, O oh God in heaven, your word said that indeed at the entrance of your word, bring that light and that light give it understanding. Jesus, we have come, O oh God, to learn of you this morning. I ask that you would minister to us, O oh God. Let your light shine forth, O oh God. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. Holy Spirit, we ask that we yield ourselves before you, O oh God. Teach us, O oh God. Even as I speak, speak through me. I consider myself as nothing. But Lord, you would use me to bless your people. And let your name be glorified, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Please be seated in God's awesome presence. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let us just quickly open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. And we are reading from verses 1 to 11. And I read and it says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, it says, Let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Hallelujah. The word they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Hallelujah. Verse 5, and it says, and again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day saying in David, Today, after such a long time, it has been said today, If you will hear his voice and do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Hallelujah. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest lest anyone fall according to the example of disobedience. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Just to give us a context for the sake of those who are writing, the title of my sermon this morning is Rest. Hallelujah. Is Rest. Praise God. Just to give a context of the, or the background of this scripture, 
Now, if you recall the story of Moses in Exodus, God had told Moses, I have heard the cry of my people. Go down to Egypt and tell them to let my people go. Praise God. And the story has it that, you know, that as they all went, they got into the wilderness and they began to complain. Praise God. And the Bible said that as a result of their murmuring and complaining, hallelujah, they did not enter the promised land. Now, the beauty of scripture is this, is that everything that God does in scripture has a significance. Praise God. And so when God was saying that he was taking them to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, although they were going to Canaan, where everything was beautiful, but that place or that promised land was much more than a geographical location. Praise God. It was trying to show us what God was already or what he had already put in motion for us who were yet to believe. And I will explain. Now, the Bible says in that verse 2 that for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. This is the writer of Hebrews saying now, but the word which they heard did not what? Profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it hallelujah in other words after moses had told them of the things that god was said to do however they had seen the goodness of god they had seen all the things that god was capable of doing but yet they did not enter it why because the bible says what the word which they received was not mixed with faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, one of the beautiful things I love about the Bible is that the Bible is complete. Praise God. The Bible is very much complete. Everything you need to know that pertains to life and godliness, praise God, is captured in scripture. And that is why the Bible says Paul was telling Timothy, because Timothy, you know, I, I love the relationship that existed between Paul and Timothy. Why? Because Paul was departing and Paul was mentoring Timothy in a way that was going to preserve him and to be able to enable him fulfill the assignment that God had for Timothy. Praise God. And so so when Paul was writing to Timothy, he told him in, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, and he said, all scripture, hallelujah, is given by the inspiration of God, hallelujah. In other words, from Genesis to Revelation, praise God, was written on account of men who were inspired by God. Praise God. And he says, this word that I'm telling you about, it is profitable. You see, when you come, or for those of us, I want to believe everybody has some form of a business idea or whatever it is. Nobody exists in business to make loss. Praise God. Why? Because you can, oh, there is so much your capital can absorb your losses. There is only so much. It will get to a point in time you would have no choice but to shut down. Praise God. And so when you look at that word profit, the scripture here is saying that all scripture, praise God, is profitable for what? In other words, there is a benefit. There is an advantage. There is something that you are yet to enjoy that the Bible has to offer. And it says in what areas are these? It says it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. Praise God. That the man of God may be what? Complete. 
In other words, if anything is missing in your life, you would find it in the Bible. Praise God. If anything is missing in your life, where you can find it is in scripture. Because the Bible says what? That the essence of the Bible is that what? You and I be complete. Praise God. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we are looking at the subject of rest here. We are looking at what is it? What does it mean when God is saying that you know He gave them rest all around? Praise God! You know when we are praying this morning, the prayer was that you know when you look around you, you cannot see any reason why you you must come. Praise God! In other words, God gave them rest all around. There was no chaos ever or nothing to explain it praise god you see many a times we misconstrue peace for the absence of noise praise god or we misconstrue um i'm not gonna put we misconstrue holy spirit help me excuse me you know we confuse whenever we think of um peace or quiet we expect it to be all tidy or whatever it is but the reality of it is the true test of peace is when there is a reason for you to be panicked and yet you remain as calm as a baby that's a proof that you have peace praise the lord hallelujah okay and so here we begin to understand the wisdom of god as it concerns rest because i'm be that god is the all-wise god Praise God. Okay. So let's go through scriptures. First of all, the Bible says in the book of Jude chapter 1 verse 25, it says to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. In other words, it says, who alone is wise. In other words, whenever, if you ever think you're wise, your wisdom is foolishness in comparison to God's wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says, who alone is what? Wise. I recall a scripture where um, a scribe came to meet Jesus and said, oh, good teacher. And Jesus was so quick to reprimand him and said, why do you call me good? For after all, only God is capable of being called good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now we look at the book of Proverbs. We're looking at the wisdom of God now. And it says, through wisdom... A house is built, and by understanding, it is what? Established. And Proverbs 8 verse 22 to 24 says that the Lord, this was wisdom speaking now. It says, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before the works of old, and I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. In other words, when you look at the entirety of creation, praise God, you have to acknowledge that it can only be a wise person who did this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because everything just aligns. Everything is in order. Praise God. He said, and, and, and that's why, you know, the psalmist said that, you know, after I've looked at all these things, only a fool will say in his heart, there's no God. 
For who in his wisdom is able to be able to structure humanity, creation, in such a way that there is nothing else that can be added to it? I'm going somewhere. And so when the Bible was saying that God rested, praise God, praise God. So the Bible said that God created the world in what? In six days. And on the seventh day, God what? Rested. Praise God. He rested. In other words, out of his wisdom, there's a reason why Adam came last. Haven't you wondered that if man was so important, isn't it better for God to create Adam first and then Adam in partnership with God, or rather God will ask Adam, okay, what do you need? And I will create. What do you need? And I will create. But God found it worthy that I needed to make everything ready before I can bring Adam. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, it's, someone gave an example and said that, you know, when you talk about the rest of God or God in creation, for, for, for those of us who have children here, particularly when you are about to have your first child, as a you want to buy every single thing you can think of that child would need. Praise God. Now the baby has not even come. The baby is still in the womb. There's no guarantee that the baby will even be born. Praise God. But you have made sure as a mother, you have gathered every single thing you can even imagine. And now God is saying that even in that wisdom, you are still foolish. Praise God. And now talk much more of God. We're talking about the rest of God. Okay. And so God had created every single thing that he thought Adam would ever need. Praise God. And so when the Bible said, and God rested. Look at what it says in Hebrews 4 verse 4. It says, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Praise God. He rested on the seventh day from all his works. In other words... When you're looking at it, you begin to wonder, does this rest even mean to sleep? But we know that God, only human beings sleep. Praise God. Because if you think about it, God is spirit. So spirits don't sleep. In spirit, in the spirit realm, they are not constrained by time. The only reason why we have to sleep is to regain energy. Praise God. Because that's how the body must function. Hallelujah. But here, the Bible tells us that in Psalm 121 verse 4, that God neither sleeps nor slumber. And so, if we are thinking that God slept on the seventh day, this scripture already contradicts that statement. Because he does not sleep. And so, what does it really mean for God to rest? Look at, as I said, the scripture is a beautiful thing because when you begin to understand how to connect the dots in scripture, it becomes so beautiful. It becomes like a fairy tale story. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, look at, the Bible says in Genesis 2 verse 2 that God rested from all the things that he has, he has created. Now, look at John 19. I'm trying to explain what it means to rest. Because all throughout this month, this is what all that we'll be looking at. Praise God. John 19 verse 28 from verse 30. We understand the agenda of Jesus. The essence of Christ's coming was to restore us back to the father because we know from the beginning i shared it last sunday that whenever you want to fix a problem you must first of all go back to how it was in the beginning 
Praise God. And from the beginning, Adam enjoyed a seamless, unhindered, beautiful, chaos-free, drama-free relationship with God. Up until Satan came to tempt Adam and Eve and they fell. Praise God. And so when Jesus came, the essence or the mission of Jesus was to restore us back to how things were at Eden. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. And so here, you can basically say that everything Jesus did all throughout from day one to day to year 33 that he died was captured in this verse. Now it says, after this, Jesus, knowing what? That all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled sponge with sour wine, put it on high soap, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said what? It is finished. And bowing his head, gave up his spirit. Praise the Lord. In other words, what God was capturing in that Genesis about it, God being, re or God resting from all his works was an equivalent of what Jesus was doing on the cross of Calvary. Praise God. And so if you want to know what has Christ obtained for me, it's unlimited. Praise God. So when you look, remember I said that only a responsible person will provide all that the children will need such that they would have no reason to be in lack and want. Praise God. And so when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and said it is finished, he was simply saying, I am done everything I am able to do. Nothing can be added. Nothing can be taken away. Praise the Lord. And so that rest in this case, you know, is almost like the lawyers. When you're arguing your case in court and the judge is saying, okay, fine, any final statements? And the solicitor comes and, you know, trying to defend whoever is defending and said, after all this, you know what? I do what? I rest my case. In other words, I cannot say anything else any longer. And so Jesus was saying that indeed, that thing that God had designed for you and I from the very beginning, he's saying what? It is what? Finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we are looking at the finished work. What does it mean for us to now even rest in God? Hallelujah. What does it mean for us to rest in God? Now we look at the scripture we read earlier on. Hebrews chapter 4 from verses 1 to 2. It says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, he says, let us fear lest any of you seem to be short of it for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them but the word which they heard did not what benefit them nor was it mixed it says not being mixed with faith in those who heard it in other words, what the writer here was saying that indeed that what it means to rest is that God has finished the work and for us, for you and I to be able to enjoy all that Christ has done is that we must cease from works. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. We must cease from our works. And so we begin to look at that now. What does it that simply mean? Paul was speaking in the book of Ephesians and he said that you are saved by what? Grace through faith in Christ Jesus. You see, many a times for us as Christians, we believe that for us to be able to enjoy the best of God, there is, I need to do something to be able to make God, not to please God now, but I need that if God is going to bless me, rather, yes, that's the right thing to say. You know, if God is going to bless me, then I need to work extra hard. There is something I must do so that I can please God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you realize that if you understand the potency of entering his rest, then you understand what it is. Why the writer says that because there is a promise that has been made to us, there is a need for us to labor. Hallelujah. Because when you enter that rest, you are no longer what worried or anxious about anything. Praise God. And so you begin to realize that when it comes to resting, there are certain enemies to our rest. Praise God. There are certain enemies and the chief of them all is what? Unbelief. Praise God. The chief of them is unbelief because the scripture here says that what? That they did not enter as a result what? Of their unbelief. Look at it with, with, with me. Okay. Hebrews chapter 5, Hebrews chapter 4 rather, okay, verse 6. It says, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, those whom it was first preached did not because of what? Their disobedience. Some versions will say what? As a result of their unbelief. As a result of their unbelief. And so you begin to realize that many a times we find ourselves anxious we find ourselves worrying, losing sleep over something that Christ has already done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are looking at how do we enter into the rest of God? How do we enter into the rest of God? Because, you know, just to give an example, I remember in secondary school, um, the nature of my school at the time was that um, when you were starting the school, you didn't come with any books. So... All your parents needed to do was to pay a certain deposit uh, to the library. And whatever class you have, if the lecturer says you need this textbook, you just go to the library and you pick the book and take it and that's it. Praise God. Now, could you imagine me if I still went to that same library and took out my pocket money and I was trying to buy the same book that my parents had already paid for? Praise God. Praise the Lord. That's, that's the reality of many of us Christians. We lose sleep over something that Jesus has said, it is finished. We are anxious, we are worried, we are concerned about a certain thing that is happening around us. But Jesus is saying what? It is finished. Because there is nothing else I can do to give you a better life. There is nothing else I can do to give you that which you desire of God than what I have already done. But if only you are able to enter that rest. And so to enter the rest of God simply means that you have come to that place 
where you are fully assured that nothing else, whatever is happening around you, does not influence what is happening with you. That you know fully well that he who has promised is capable of making good his promise. Hallelujah. That is what it means to enter the rest of God. And so from all throughout this month, because I mean my time is far spent. All throughout this month, we're looking at those things I need to do. And I will end with this passage that, that we read. Verse 11, Hebrews 4 verse 11. It says, therefore let us what? Labor. Let us what? Be diligent to enter that rest. That is the entirety of the call or the invitation Jesus has made to us. That I have finished everything. But for you to enter into it, you must do what? Labor. You must do what? Be diligent. And so when we are reading the Bible, we are not reading the Bible to please God. We are reading the Bible to see what God has already done. Praise God. Am I making sense? Because sometimes as Christians, we do spiritual maintenance. So in other words, you wake up in the morning, you just read one scripture. So at least if the Holy Ghost should ask me, did I read my Bible today? Yes, I read my Bible. Praise God. But you see, of what benefit? Because the Bible says in Proverbs, sorry, Hebrews 4 verse 11, Hebrews 4 verse 12 rather, that the word of God is living and is powerful. And so based on the nature of the word of God, even the tiniest portion of scripture that, that you read is supposed to transmit power to you. And so you see that our reading the Bible should no longer be so that I can tick register in heaven. Because that's works. That's works. Our motivation for reading the scripture should be, I want to know that which you have done for me. Because when I know that which you have done for me, I am able to rest. Can you imagine you owe your school fees? For, for, for those who are students, you owe your school fees. And you give me a ring and say, oh, Pastor Jeffrey, I'm owing 10,000 pounds for my school fees. And I don't have, I've been losing sleep. And I say, you know what? Don't worry. I'll transfer the money to your account tomorrow. Would you still worry? Praise God. Would you still worry? That's the way it should be with our relationship with Christ. Because when he said it is what? Finished. If it was not finished, God would not have rested. Praise God. And so there is nothing that you are looking for that God has not already done. There is nothing you desire that God has not already done. The only difference is this. Until we come to the knowledge of what he has done, only then are we able to walk in the reality of it. And so we begin to realize that indeed for us to enter rest, re re revelation is relevant. Praise God. For us to enter rest, revelation is what? Relevant. And that's why Apostle Paul was saying that indeed, ever since I heard of your faith. You know, just to end, because you know what? I'll just round up now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because if I carry on, we won't finish by 12.30. Praise God. Okay? I'll just read that passion of scripture. Sorry. Apologies. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15. I'll just read that to verse 20 and we'll, and we'll close. So Paul was saying here that, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus...
and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Praise God. May give you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because when we begin to function in that revelation, we would indeed have entered into that rest. Where, whereby you receive a report that you are sick. You are at rest because you are not sick. Praise God. Am I making sense? When you receive a bill that you owe a certain amount of money, you are at peace that he who told Peter to go into the sea and take money from the mouth of the fish is the same God who you are dealing with. So you are no longer worried. When you are told about things that are happening around you, because the truth is, all you need to do to hear bad news is to put on the TV. Praise God. You don't need to do anything else. You don't have to search. Just put on the news and you will be downloaded with bad news every single day. Praise God. But you see, for us to be calm that no matter what is happening around me, nothing will come near me or my children is not ordinary confession. It's from a place of understanding. Praise God. That you know this God and so you are what? At rest because it is what? Settled. And I pray in the name of you that all throughout this month, because that's our prayer, even, even as leaders, when we gather to pray, that all we are asking God in this month of June is that, Lord, open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. Because then we know fully well what Christ has obtained for us. And then we will enter that rest. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads even as we pray. You know, the criteria for entering that rest is that first and foremost, you must acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. And so for those who are watching us online or for those of us who are here, perhaps you're not even sure because the Bible said that, you know what, that they did not enter the rest because of their disobedience or unbelief. In other words, there's a category of people that Jesus have made that invitation the reality of it is that Jesus died for all. And when I mean all, he died for all. However, it is only made for only those who believe. And so you realize that as free as salvation is, it will take our cooperation to appropriate what Christ has done for us. And so perhaps there is someone here, you are yet to give your life to Jesus. Or you have been wondering, am I in or am I out? or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, that invitation is made available to you today. All you need to say is, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take your rightful place. Forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And on the third day, you rose again. I ask that you be my Lord and my personal Savior all throughout the days of my life in jesus mighty name i pray amen and father in the name of jesus i thank you for everyone who has said this prayer as well as my brothers and my sisters who are gathered here lord our desire is one thing and one thing alone that lord you will open our eyes to see that in this month of june oh god jesus we would walk in that authority 
that you have obtained for us on the cross of Calvary and that your name be glorified, O God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen.